Yo, what's up, babes? Welcome back to Brutally Yours with Persephone, the podcast where I yell at you and tough love you bitches to death. And I mean that respectfully, of course. (laughs) Don't get it twisted. Anyway, so today's episode is all about addiction. So this is your trigger warning. This is your chance to get up and get the fuck out of here um, because we're going to be talking about some really cold hard truths that uh, most people aren't ready for. So now's your chance to leave. What better time than now um, with this Sagittarius new moon um, at the end of the year than to talk about that one thing that you need to leave behind in 2023, you know? Um, What better time than now? And who better than Sagittarius to remind you that it's never too late to make positive change. Okay. It's never too late to, uh, get to your train. (laughs) I've never ridden a train in my life. I don't know why I said that. Addiction is a complex issue that can affect anyone regardless of their age, gender, race, or socioeconomic status. However, Some individuals may be more vulnerable to addiction than others. Um, People who struggle with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, PTSD, they are all at a higher risk of developing addiction. Additionally, individuals who have a family history of addiction or who have experienced trauma in their lives may also be more likely to struggle with addiction. Okay, so it's important to note that addiction is a disease and it is not a reflection of a person's character or moral values. Okay, Um, with the right treatment and support, anyone can overcome addiction and live a healthy and fulfilling life. Okay, Um, I know it feels like it's impossible to break the habit or the addiction or... I know it feels like you're trapped or you're stuck in this loop that you can't get out of, but it's, that's your addiction talking, babe. It's not you. Um, honestly, like that's the whole, that's, that's what the addiction wants you to think. Right. And in truth be told, if you spend like two to three days just being sober, um, you'll start to hear your own brain again. Like you'll, you'll start to hear your soul you'll start to hear your intuition. Um, but you need to sober up before you can. And, um, I greatly like, and strongly believe that you have to be able to hear yourself in order to finally stop doing what you're doing. And the thing with that, the big catch is that as long as you're indulging in your addiction, you're not going to hear yourself. Like, it's just, you're, you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, there's nothing there. I keep trying, but I don't hear anything. Yeah. Um, duh, (laughs) you have to detox, babe, detox, get rid of the addiction. You have to put that shit down for a bit so that you can hear yourself and yourself will tell you that you can kick that addiction's ass. Okay. So as far as we're concerned, the addiction does not want you talking to self. So that is why it's there. Just so you know, just in case you were wondering.
Becoming addicted to dopamine is <laughs> so easy. It's easier than you might think, okay? Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that plays a crucial role in the reward-motivated behavior of humans and other animals. Um, when we engage in activities that our brain perceives as rewarding, such as like eating your favorite food or engaging in physical activity, dopamine is released in the brain, giving us a sense of pleasure and satisfaction. Um, however, <laughs> when we become addicted to these activities that stimulate dopamine release, such as the most popular, like being drugs, alcohol, gambling, or even social media, um, our brains can become dependent on that dopamine rush leading to an inevitable addiction. And then, uh oh, you know, huh? then you're, you know, down shit way, whatever the fuck, like you're not going to a good place, babe. <laughs> Um, addiction to dopamine is actually pretty trendy right now. And I'm positive that if you look in any group of five people, you'll find that every single one of them suffers from it at their own capacity, including you. That's right, basic Betty. Even you are addicted to dopamine in your own little way. Even if it's just constantly checking your notifications or <laughs> overindulging in a sweet little treat, okay? Um, that's dopamine, babe. Like if you are constantly doing these things, you are addicted to that little dopamine release you're getting from that fucking bedtime Kit Kat or whatever the fuck you're having, okay? Um, it's so easy to become addicted to dopamine. Um, like I can't even tell you how quickly an addiction can fucking come out of nowhere and how easily it can fly beneath the radar because most people are not ready to be self-aware like they either are choosing not to be or they're really good at ignoring things um i'm not sure which one it is but if you do please chime in below i would love to hear what you think message me on instagram i want to hear your feedback i swear i really like if it weren't for y'all's feedback i wouldn't even be here today. Like I wouldn't even keep doing this podcast because as you know, as you already know, this podcast is me healing my Chiron wound. This is me publicly choosing to do my shadow work. And I don't know, like as we already established, your girl's crazy. I'm crazy as fuck. Of course I'm gonna do it publicly. Why not? Why not? If it's gonna speed up the healing and get me to my destination faster, bitch, sign me up. But anyway, yeah, I'm here and it's only because you guys keep telling me to come back. So <laughs> I appreciate y'all and I really love your feedback. So please keep messaging me or commenting, rating, reviewing, all of that shit. Let's keep this let's keep this growing. I don't know. Um, the more I learn about human design and being a manifester, the more I feel like I need to use my voice. Like I need to use my, my gift, which is my fucking spoken word. For some reason, my voice can initiate shit in myself and others. And if that's going to help 
the collective in some way, I'm here for it. Like, did I mention this podcast is listened to in eight countries? Like, what? That's fucking crazy to me. Ah, I love it, though. I love it, though. Please don't stop. Don't go away. Stay. Stay for a minute, okay? Or two. Whatever. However long you want. Whatever. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by my favorite witchy business. Persephone Sanctuary is owned and operated by yours truly. Persephone Sanctuary is a woman-owned small business that is known for their devotional candles, but specializes in eco-lux intention candles and fragrances. Head over to Persephone Sanctuary and explore our collections of deliciously scented candles, perfumes, room sprays, and more. And uh, P.S. There's free shipping until December 16th. Go get your holiday shopping, you guys. I cannot tell you how much positive feedback these candles get. And not to mention the the amount of people that show up at markets and events to secure these candles is pretty fucking cool and insane and it allows me to pay my bills and um do this podcast just for fun and uh live my best life so anyway go check out persephone sanctuary okay thank you fun fact did you know <laughs> that um, your natal chart can also tell you if like you're more susceptible to addictions. Um, yeah, it can. And apparently so can human design, of course, because, you know, they are so similar. But um, 12th house problems, buddies, you guys, 12th house is uh, the house of addictions. And um there are a few planets that are probably the most known for the addictions. Um, but I have two of the <laughs> most common or most dangerous um, planets in the house of addiction, which are my moon and Neptune in the 12th house. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long to get that out, but um, yeah, I have both of those planets <laughs> in the House of Addiction. Um, you know, Neptune is mostly known for, you know, the escapism and just kind of like illusion you know i don't know uh basically rose-colored glasses in my opinion and then the moon which let me remind you my moon is in fucking capricorn so already off to a bad start right <laughs> we're already there we're already like set up for fucking failure there but you know what i know 
that I signed up for this and that I was like, I can already see my cocky little self up there. Just like, yeah, sure. Give me that and give me a fucking moon and Neptune in the 12th house and go ahead and make me a manifester so that I have a repelling aura that makes people fucking hate me. Um, and is oh, that way, you know, it's constantly getting me in trouble. And um, let's go ahead and pair that with a uh, Chiron and Gemini um, and put that in my fifth house. Okay, go ahead and do all of that because I know that I am just so fucking badass that I'm going to break through and I'm still going to do what I got to do. Um, and yeah, I can already see it. Like ah, I was up there being a cocky little bitch for sure. But that's okay. That's okay. I've made my peace with it. Now I'm just like in here, like, fuck it. We ball, you know, we, we wake up every day and we choose to ball. But, uh, yeah, I've got that moon and Neptune in the 12th house and that has made me super, super, uh, experienced with addictions. (laughs) I have, probably been addicted to every single fucking thing that you could be addicted to wait 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 not gambling in the traditional sense um i think yeah no not gambling i had to really like think about it um but drinking drugs uh food exercise sleep um, work, um, competitive things, uh, everything you can think of, bitch. I have, I've been addicted to it. I fucking love dopamine. And that comes from, you know, a traumatic childhood with lots of like tiny violin moments and, you know, also having that fucking terribly dark Capricorn moon. I'm sorry, you guys. I know that Scorpio gets the rap for being like the goth kid or the intense intense one. Um, No, Capricorn is the original goth here, babes. Get it right. Okay. Do you know how many moons Saturn has? Like what? Like no comparison, no comparison. We have feelings. We just have to keep them all in order, all nightly, <laughs> nightly, all neatly put together is it, that's the only way. That's the Capricorn way. Back to what I was saying, astrology can actually show you, or I don't know, help you see if you um, are more likely or more prone to addictions. Um, so basically, what you want to look to is your moon. Um, why? why your moon? Well, because your moon is linked to your emotions and your inner state. Okay. So when, when these are unsettled, uh, we no longer have the balanced, peaceful mind that should be our predominant state. So if Saturn is aspecting, um, your moon through a difficult square or opposition angle, or is uh, (laughs) in the sign of Capricorn, um, it indicates people who tend to worry a lot, um, and stress out a lot. And so what do you do when you worry and you stress out a lot? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But then 
think about, okay, so is uh, Uranus aspecting your moon? Um, That's another one that uh, could indicate that uh, either in your past life or your childhood, um, your world was turned upside down by sudden changes um, because that's what Uranus does. which is funny, I'm getting off off topic again, but fun fact, another one, another little juicy gossip detail about me is that when I was born, keep in mind, I am a Aquarius rising, um, and I very much identify with the Saturn and Uranus rulership, Um, but when I was born, my parents' marriage uh, ended. I was the fourth child, And while my mom was pregnant with me, I think that is when she discovered that my father had been unfaithful and was doing lots of dumb shit. Um, So in a way, uh, I always felt that my being born made her feel like her, like I ruined her whole life. You know, like I, I like to believe that my birth actually liberated her from a abusive and toxic marriage that was unhappy anyway so whatever but yeah uranus tends to indicate some kind of like fucking disruptive event or change um in the household and when it's aspecting the moon the moon can go a lot of places, but most of the time it is um, directly related to your mother. Um, so anyway, you're honest. That's another one you want to be looking out for. But then there's Neptune. Neptune is uh, usually related to a heightened sensitivity. And um, I feel like this one I, I feel the most and it's really just always made me feel like I needed to self-medicate to take off, take the edge off, to um, numb myself a little bit so that I don't feel other people as intensely. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, that Neptune is directly related to like empath shit and that's a whole nut that that could be a whole episode in itself so i'm gonna keep it moving um mars is a another thing that you should be looking for so if mars is negatively impacting the moon um think you know anger war um you could be fucking pissed and need to take the edge off, like what I like I said. Mars is, you know, uh, I don't feel too threatened by Mars energy. But then there's Pluto, and then there's your North Node. There's <laughs> always look to your Moon and things that are aspecting it, and then what house that is in, and then. Um, if it's not in your 12th house, go look to your 12th house and see what is there because the 12th house is the house of addictions um, and a lot of other things. But <clears throat> yeah, fun, fun astrology, you know, like the more you know. And now once again, I want to remind you all that I am not a professional astrologer. I, um, I've just been obsessed with reading about it for 
I don't know now, <laughs> for a long time. I don't know, something like 15 years, give or take. But keep in mind, I've been obsessed with astrology since I was a child. And my mother would be watching that Walter Mercado guy who is absolutely fabulous. Um, and, you know, she'd always be reading her horoscopes and she'd have books on astrology and witchcraft and so like I was exposed to all of that at a very young age and I am so grateful to her for that because the woman and me have our history but I will tell you that she gave me um, great taste in music <laughs> awesome uh, interest um, and big beautiful eyes so mm. Thanks, mom. Anyways, <clears throat> so as I was saying, addiction is very common. Um, most people suffer from it at some point in time of their life, uh, if not their whole life. Um, and, you know, some are innocent and some are not so innocent. So just be mindful that the shit can get anyone. Um, you want to, I don't know, maintain a good relationship with yourself, with your soul and check in regularly and, um, I don't know, journal if that helps, but you just want to make sure that you don't fall too deep in a hole, um, so that years don't pass and you don't end up having to realize like, oh shit, what have I done to my life? I've ruined it all. You know, I'm, uh. Yeah, not to say that it's ever too late because it's never too late to pick up and change it all however the fuck you want to, but, you know, <laughs> uh, better sooner than later, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, because that's what happened to me with my most recent addiction. Well, not, come on, let's be real. I've got a lot of them, but the the last biggest one that i defeated was the alcoholism which was wild because i had i started drinking at a very young age unfortunately i started i probably had my first real drinking like i don't know i was like 12 or 13 or something like that um i had alcohol whenever i wanted to i used to get drunk blackout drunk to where i'd be like stumbling and throwing up and shit and terrible <clears throat> but like I would I'd never been addicted to drinking like drinking just wasn't it for me I would do it but I could do without it until my 30s isn't that fucking crazy or wait was it like the it was technically hmm, I think I started to like really struggle with alcoholism like around my Saturn return, uh, which makes sense. Uh, but I had found myself working a job that I fucking hated. No, 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 no. Okay. Those that's intense. I did not hate it completely, but I will say that every time I walked into that building, I felt like it was sucking my soul. <laughs> um, and towards the end of it, I used to sit in my car and cry a little uh, because I knew I had to go in there and I hated it so bad. But 
I didn't necessarily hate what I did. I hated who I did it for and I hated how I had to do it. Um, and which, you know, later on I end up dis- I end up discovering that I am a manifester in human design and I know I keep bringing it up, but you guys fucking look into human design, okay? As someone who's been obsessed with astrology, let me tell you that this shit has me all kinds of fucked up. I have never felt as seen as I do when I read about my human design. It's nuts. <clears throat> but anyway, um, I discovered that I was one of 8% of the population um, that had this unique energy type and that this unique energy type not only came with a um, dense and uh, repelling aura, <laughs> But also, it came with a, um, what is it? Like, I don't have a sacral, I don't have a natural fucking sacral energy, whatever the fucks. Hmm. I don't know why my brain is scrambling this right now. But anyway, basically what it means is that I don't have consistent energy. My energy comes in ebbs and flows, like in peaks and valleys, like, uh, the best way I could describe it is like lightning. It hits me and it supercharges me and it allows me to accomplish way more than in most people in a short amount of time. Um, and I'm able to like knock shit out left and right, bam, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. But then I crash. And, um, when I crash, I fall into a funk where I am unmotivated, uninspired, and I'm just like a fucking zombie. Um, which is crazy because it's like, hello, I was just like, go, go, go. And then uh, the juice, it just ends up running out. And then I have to sit back and wait for the next lightning to strike. And that shit is basically like, dopamine in itself honestly like I feel like that's almost like an addiction to dopamine like I'm waiting for my next hit and I'm like what the fuck where's it going where is it you know I start to feel like I'm spiraling like what am I even doing I start to question shit and reality it's called the rest cycle manifestors have to go into a rest cycle that is why it is not a great idea for a manifestor to work for someone else um we have to be completely free to follow our natural flow. And if I don't got it, I can't give it. And that's something that's very hard to explain to a big fucking corporation that expects you to clock in when they tell you to clock in and clock out when they want you to clock out. And that, (laughs) that was not good for me. Not only that, but I've always had this big fucking mouth, you know, and I've always, I've always been opinionated, um, and you know, a little bit fucking reckless. That is, uh, (laughs) the manifested throat, by the way. Um, so I was always getting in trouble or I always felt like I was in trouble. And I also had a terrible problem with informing because even though that is a manifestor's strategy, um, a manifestor doesn't want to because a manifestor doesn't want to ask for permission and that's what informing feels like. So anyway, that was like not helping me. Um, And most people that I worked under 
had a real big problem with me um, not checking in with them. Regardless of how well I and my team were performing, they had a big problem with the fact that I didn't want to be, I didn't get caught up in the politics of it all. I didn't want to go into their office and be like, hey, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I could give two fucks about your weekend. I'm here to make you money. I'm here to develop you a strong and successful team. I'm here to drive sales and, you know, whatever. That's what, like, when I clocked in, that's where my brain went. I was like, all right, let's go and fucking initiate shit, you know, like, let's get shit rolling. And they wanted me to do the other thing and just, it just did not work. I couldn't do it. Even when I tried to do it, it just felt so fucking fake. And I just, I was dying on the inside, dying, I tell you. Um, which is funny because the reason why, like I completely uprooted my life and shit and left my comfy little store where everything was already flowing and working perfectly, um, was because I worked underneath this like domineering Aries manager who was a fucking like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it but I will say that we just weren't compatible and he wanted to control me so fucking bad for no reason like no reason like he was he wasn't necessarily like a hands-on leader it's not like he was all involved and shit and everybody no um he just saw me as a wild woman and he wanted to fucking control me and i naturally i was naturally repelled and <laughs> i got the fuck out of there but anyway on my card uh when i left he finally gave me my first real fucking compliment and he was like uh what did he write in that card he said uh, it was sad to see me go and that I had produced one of the most successful, if not the most successful teams in the whole store while he was there. And it's like, yeah, I know. Um, and not only that, but like I heard that he had shown another store a copy of my financial recap reports and shit like that, you know, like he knew that I knew what the fuck I was doing but he he still wanted me to do the politics of it all and like i don't know shake hands and kiss the babies and and get on my knees and whatever no i couldn't do it i just couldn't do it and um because of that i left and yeah i eventually spiraled and hated my job even more at the next place and that is where the alcoholism really really got out of control I remember one day, <laughs> one day I woke up, stumbled out of bed, still fucking drunk. I had to be at work across town um, within the hour and I literally just threw whatever the fuck I could on and walked out of the door, right? And so I get to work, I make it on time, I go to the restroom, I sit down to use the restroom, and I noticed that I was wearing two different shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, babe, it was bad. Um, your girl was wilding out. Um, 
Not to mention, I was still drunk from the night before. Like, what the fuck? Um, And guess what I did after work that day? I walked straight to the beer aisle and got myself another 12-pack and um, a tall boy for the road. um, Because that's what I had to do. I had to be drunk 24-7 so that I wouldn't just, I don't know, lose my fucking mind and go check myself into a mental hospital. Or so I thought, like, that's what my addiction was telling me, that, like, oh, you better just keep the beers coming because this job sucks and you hate your life. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was, it was really bad, which is crazy because, like I said, I, I started drinking when I was very young. It was always available to me. Remember, I had my first child at 17, so I started my life very early. I was in my own household very young and I had a husband who was over the age of 21. So like alcohol was always available to me, Um, but I did not become addicted to it until about my Saturn return. And I'm so glad that I made it out, you guys, because like I said, shit was getting crazy. And before that one, what was I addicted? Oh, yeah. Here's the real bad one. I was addicted to fucking uppers. And I'm not going to go into detail which uppers because none of your fucking business. And some of you bitches already know. So fuck you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, yeah, I was hooked to uppers. And um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> That's one that last, that addiction lasted the longest, I think, um, because it was always clear that I enjoyed to go fast. And so I did that one thing pretty fucking often. Um, and I thought that I was going to die from that one many times. Did that make me stop? (laughs) No, no, I guess actually that was me gambling. I was gambling with my life. And uh, that's pretty fucking dark. (gasps) Talk about talk therapy. That's wild. So anyway, yeah, um, I had that addiction to uppers. And I finally kicked that because I finally scared the shit out of myself. Um, But that was another thing that I would do because I hated my job and I hated my life. And I also felt like I had so many things to do and like not enough time in the day. And so I just wanted to be Wonder Woman and get it all done. Um, But of course, my addiction was crazy because I, I thought I was a functioning addict and looking back now it's clear that I wasn't and it's super fucking embarrassing and I am so grateful that I made it out alive I am here and I am so fucking grateful so I just I want to make sure everybody gets that that gratitude piece there because that is important I am Definitely acknowledging the fact that I am one of the lucky ones that has been able to call on their strong ass will and break up with their bad habits. Now, if I could stay consistent with this, with all of the bad habits, that would be great. But we'll get to that later. Um, And then before the uppers addiction, well, not before, somewhere throughout, like there was a lot of 
addictions going on at the same time simultaneously but um i was also addicted to exercise so i was hooked to exercising after my marriage ended and like i i've told y'all many times before i used to work out three to four hours a day it was so crazy that like people were actually accusing me of having weight loss surgery because of the amount of transformation that I was able to pull off. Like people were like, there's no way in hell that she did that just by eating right and working out. (laughs) Haters gonna fucking hate, you know? Um, But yeah, bitch, I was. It's because I was obsessed to working out. So there was no idle time, bitch. I was moving, I was grooving, I was doing shit. and also probably not eating enough so that was a great combination um uh, i was addicted to sleep as a teenager i preferred taking dirt naps as i would call them um and i would do that as much as i possibly could so that i could in my mind fast forward life (coughs) and sleep through it because i was so unimpressed by all of it um addicted to food obviously who doesn't love to grub i know you do but um i've been addicted to everything addicted to smoking i used to chain smoke cigarettes uh ew gross to be clear i do have one or two every now and then but i do not chain smoke cigarettes anymore um but yeah fucking addiction (laughs) am i right yeah uh, addicted to so many things addicted to caffeine that's another one um yeah you name it and i was addicted to it <clears throat> currently currently i am i am deciding to break up with my my weed yeah <clears throat> i know i know it's crazy because that's one thing that i have always used off and on in my life since the age of like 12 or 13 once again i was a wild child um but yeah i i think that i've been getting a strong call to (laughs) put that crutch down oh i'm not like yeah so i'm gonna detox i'm gonna take a detox break i hate the idea of of like setting a rule for myself like that but i think it's finally time and i'm gonna i'm gonna start soon um but yeah addictions huh (laughs) wow this is probably the longest episode i've ever done (laughs) um so anyway to wrap it all up to bring it all in um to put the little fucking cherry on top um you guys addiction can happen to anyone um some of us are more at risk than others but i just want to remind y'all that you are strong you are capable and you can absolutely kick your addictions ass okay that little voice that you hear in your head telling you that you need more of that dopamine um for whatever reason and uh, that little voice that's actually also telling you that 
you aren't capable of doing this little thing called life without that crutch is a fucking liar. Okay. That is your addiction talking. And I know that it might be really fucking hard and damn near impossible to hear your soul talking to you when you're elbows deep in your, uh, addiction. I need you to know that that is your addiction talking. Okay. You are absolutely capable. Okay. You can do it. Anybody can do it. You just need to detox. You need to put the thing down. Okay. And you need to do whatever you need to do in order to pull off this detox successfully, whether that be, um, quarantining, um, getting rid of your devices, uh, checking into a place, whatever you got to do in order to give yourself that little break that of sobriety, um, so that you can think clearly again, whatever you need to do so that you can think clearly again is what you need to do. Okay. And then I guarantee once you are, um, a cleaner vessel, (laughs) you will start getting those downloads from yourself. Your soul will start talking to you again. And the more you listen to it, the more it's going to talk. So it's a beautiful thing, really. Just know that I know that life is hard and that addiction is hard, but, um, bitch, you're harder. Come on now. (laughs) You got this. We all got this. We can all kick addiction in the fucking ass. All right. Um, Did I also mention that I'm addicted to social media? That's another fucking thing. Uh, Yeah, that's how easy addiction can sneak up on you. You don't even fucking know that this little fucking phone in your fucking back pocket at all times can become a bad habit. Or do you? I don't know. How many of you actually fucking think about these things? Are you just going through the motions, going through your day-to-day life, not even being aware of your actions and like, I'm just curious, how self-aware are you? That's something that I will be talking about again soon because, uh, hello, it's going to be 2024 and we don't have time for (laughs) bitches that lack self, self self-awareness. Okay. We don't have time for you not in 2024. And in fact, 2024 is starting for me this month because I just decided I'm getting a head start on it. Fuck waiting. We do not have time for bitches who lack self-awareness in 2024. Okay. Repeat it with me. We do not have time for bitches that lack self-awareness in 2024 period. Okay. Anyway, um, that's it for me today. I think I've talked way longer than I needed to, but fuck it. Um, I came in here to record right after working out. And typically when I work out, I get all of these juicy hits to my spleen and then I'm like, all right, I got to go do something. And today this was the thing that I had to do. Um, beautiful how that works out. But you know what? While we're here, let me go ahead and pull out my tarot deck. 
Yeah, this has been pretty raw and uncut other than the fact that I've had to pause a couple of times to cough and clear my throat because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear that. But it's been pretty fucking raw and uncut and uh, unedited and whatever, you know, I produce this shit myself by hitting record and talking into a fucking microphone in my office. Anyways. What do we need to know today? What do we need to focus on as a whole? Wow. Okay. Wow, that one is interesting. (laughs) So, um, we got the Ten of Wands, and I just want to remind you that um, I am learning my tarot. Well, I'm not learning. I've been known how to do tarot, but what I'm doing is I am trying to get better at tarot. So let's really pick this card apart, right? So 10 of wands. Okay. So as we know, the wands symbolize your intuition, ambition, ideas, creativity, passion, primal energy, that kind of shit. Um, and, uh, they're associated with like the fire element. So I'm sorry, but fire just screams addiction to me. Fire and water just screams addiction to me. Um, if we want to talk about the fact that it was the number 10, it was the 10 of wands. Um, I see the 10, obviously you break it down to a one. So one really symbolizes like new beginnings and shit, right? So now let's put it all together. We got the Ten of Wands, and the Ten of Wands is basically saying it's time to take responsibility (laughs) and also acknowledge that we are more than capable of new beginnings. We We are able to have a new start, have another try, you know, at sobriety. We are capable of this fucking of kicking this addiction's ass and that's how i'm going to link it to my episode today because the ten of wands really took me by surprise um you know obviously (sighs) taking responsibility come on we're talking about addiction so yeah the first step (laughs) the number one step to uh kicking this addiction's ass is to take responsibility for your part in it damn isn't that beautiful that just comes full circle anyway that's it that's all i got i'm done i'll see you bitches i don't know when i'm not gonna make promises i can't keep but i love you and i wish you all a very very happy holiday whatever it is that you guys celebrate or do have a good one okay love you bye